Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to the four o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. Telephone number 877 Bob Live. 877 262 54 83. Uh, today is a very special day, and uh, I didn't know it. I uh, went to bed last night. I didn't know that today was a special day. Woke up this morning. I didn't know that it was a special day. I uh, actually began show preparation for today fairly early this morning. Had my computer up, and and it was quite some time before I realized that today is National Vietnam Veterans Day. Um, to be really honest, and I am embarrassed, in fact, I'm ashamed to admit it, I had forgotten that we had a special day set aside to commemorate the sacrifice and the service of Vietnam veterans. The uh, Vietnam War Veterans Recognition Act was signed into law in 2017 by President Donald Trump. And uh, when he signed it, it designated every March 29th as National Vietnam War Veterans Day. Why March 29th? That was the last official day of battle for U.S. troops in Vietnam It is the day the last U.S. troops uh, left Vietnam. Some of you will remember the chaotic scene in Hanoi, the helicopter on top of the embassy and so forth, which sadly and tragically was repeated in Afghanistan. Um, And around this day, around March 29th, um, the uh, communist North Vietnamese released the last of their acknowledged prisoners of war. There are still hundreds and, well, there are thousands still MIAs from the Vietnam War. Uh, But anyway, today is National Vietnam Veterans Day, and I want to give a special thank you to all in my audience who served in the Vietnam War. Now, I want to say this carefully and cautiously, and I hope no one misunderstands. Anyone who has served in our United States military deserves our honor, our respect, and our gratitude. Those who served in combat deserve even more honor, gratitude, thanksgiving. But those who served in Vietnam are a a unique group. Uh, When the soldiers came home from World War II, they were greeted as heroes here in America. Uh, When the troops returned home from World War I, they were treated as heroes. Uh, When our troops came home from the Gulf War, they were 
mostly treated as heroes. But those of you old enough to remember the Vietnam War know that our troops were not treated as heroes. It was not unusual at all for our troops to be greeted at the airport by protesters screaming profanities at them, calling them baby killers, throwing things at them, and uh, giving them the, the most incredible disrespect imaginable. That didn't happen to every Vietnam veteran, but it was common. And it's sad. Regardless of whether the Vietnam War was a fiasco, a mistake, or something necessary, uh, we'll let the historians argue about that and debate that. But the troops were following orders. And the overwhelming majority of them were drafted. They did not volunteer. Today we have an all-volunteer force. Not during the Vietnam War. I remember the draft very, very well. I am of that age. I remember the lottery. Every uh, male, 18 years old to whatever the upper limit was, was given a number. And uh, there was a lottery, and numbers were drawn, and you were drafted in the order of the number that that was drawn. You were given a number. If your number was drawn... You were drafted. Um, I was about in the middle, um, but my number was drawn. And uh, I uh, asked for an exemption because I was teaching school at the time. Uh, My exemption was denied, and so I was drafted. And some of you have heard this story, and I'll tell it quickly because I don't want to bore you, and it doesn't make that make me special by any means. Um, I reported, um, passed my physical, and was told to go back home, and I would get my papers to tell me where to report. Uh, Joy and I dealt with it, that I was was going to be drafted, and I was going to go to, uh, to Vietnam. As so many of our friends and classmates, many of my classmates in high school went to Vietnam, There are several names on the memorial of my classmates. I think Joy had, pardon me, even more of her classmates that went to Vietnam, and I think even more of her classmates, people she knew personally, died in Vietnam. Anyway, uh, so I went back home. We were living in Florida. I was teaching school. The orders never came. They never came. Well, we finished up teaching, and we moved to New Philadelphia, Ohio. And uh, then, I don't know about now, but you had to register with the local draft board if you moved. And so when we moved, I checked in uh, with the local draft board. They looked up my records, and they said, Oh, you were supposed to be drafted. I said, I know. Well, your paperwork was lost. I said, okay. said, but uh, we have found it now, and uh, you will hear from us. And so I went home and told Joy. I said, well, it looks like I'm going to be drafted again. 
Well, by that time, the war was winding down, and I never heard. I was told that I would get my papers to to report and so forth, and I never heard again. So I have no idea what happened, but uh, because I did not go, I have even more respect for those who did. And as I said, Joy and I both have many friends, classmates in high school that uh, went to Vietnam, and um, so many of them came back, even if they were not wounded physically, because of what they saw, what they experienced. There was the whole Agent Orange thing, the cancer that came about because of Agent Orange, the uh, guerrilla warfare that the North Vietnamese waged upon us caused enormous psychological damage to so many Vietnam veterans. And then they came home. They didn't get the care that they needed. They didn't get the care that they deserved. They were outcasts. Again, they were called baby killers. They were called everything imaginable. And so many Vietnam veterans suffered horribly. And some still do to this day. So I want to uh, honor everyone in my audience who served in Vietnam. You have my respect. You have my honor. You have my gratitude. You have my prayers. And I hope that is true of every member of my audience. If you know of someone who served in Vietnam... Today would be a great day to call them, thank them, tell them how much you appreciate their service. Today, National Vietnam Veterans Day. We honor them, we thank them, and we remember them. Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome again to Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me. Wow, I just noticed the clock in my studio is correct. Jeff, did you change the time on the clock? You didn't? Somebody did. Finally, it has been one hour behind since the time change. (laughs) I just noticed it. It wasn't correct yesterday, but today the time is correct. Whoever did it, thank you. Uh, Lots of bad news on the political front. Um, Sometime during the program, I'm going to get into um, the condition of our president because I I think we need to discuss it. Uh, and it's not because I am anti-Biden. It is I am pro-American. And there's just a lot of bad things going on in politics today that are going to hurt America, that makes me sad. But this story is much more important. 
If you ever listen to the opening of my program at 3.30, it's pre-recorded, but I, and, and we've used it for a long, long time. I thought about changing the opening, and now it, it really says what I want to say. And part of what I say at the very beginning in that recorded opening every day at, uh, well, actually, 3.34, 3.35, whenever we actually go on the air, uh, I say the real problem in America is not Washington, D.C., but in the pulpits and the pews, although most churches don't have pews anymore, the pulpits and the pews of America, and I, and I believe that. That's why I spend so much time on what's happening in our churches. The uh, leftward leaning of our mainline Protestant denominations have done far more damage to America. Now listen to me, and I mean this. The mainline Protestant denominations that call themselves Christian churches— Those churches and those denominations have done far more harm to America than any politician ever could. Now, I think the liberal left is doing terrible things politically, doing terrible things to America. I think our president and his entire administration doing terrible things to America. But I think what has happened in our Christian churches, if you can see my air quotes, I think what the liberal churches in America have done to to America is far more devastating than the politicians. And the reason for that is if there were not so many people sitting in the pews and the chairs of liberal churches, they wouldn't elect a bunch of leftist politicians. As we look across America, we are seeing a huge explosion of people who are called nuns, N-O-N-E-S. No, not N-U-N-S, N-O-N-E-S, which simply means they have no religious affiliation at all. None, zero, zip. Well, I think the biggest reason for that is that the mainline denominations that for many years after the founding of our country gave our country a moral and biblical foundation. The pulpits of America held to a biblical morality, held our culture to biblical values, We honored and respected God. Joy and I were talking the other day, and very, very few of you will remember the blue laws. Anybody? Anybody? Raise your hand if you you remember what the, or even know what the blue laws were. Well, very few hands. The blue laws made it illegal for businesses to be open on Sunday. No business is open on Sunday unless it was a necessary business. Why? Well, because everybody knows you need to be in church. Our culture, our society, our country needs church. And so many, if not most, cities across America had blue laws. 
and you <laughs> you went to church because you couldn't do anything else. And the family went to church and had a dinner, and Joy and I, Joy and I were talking. Uh, her family, not so much my family, maybe because we were in Southern California, they always took a Sunday afternoon drive. Came home for church, dinner was together, they uh, had a meal around the table, and then they took a Sunday afternoon drive and came back and took a nap. And it was a family day. It was a day where God was honored. Those days are gone. And I think the greatest reason is because the majority of churches that once taught biblical principles, biblical standards, biblical morality, called people to repentance, dealt with sin and salvation and heaven and hell, they began drifting to the left and forgot about sin and salvation and hell, maybe heaven. Morality became something that was ambiguous, whatever you feel like doing. And we have drifted. Now, what brought about that little tirade was this uh, survey that I have in my hand, and I will give you the results of that when we return. But it's not good news. It really isn't. All right. Hang tight. We will be right back. Back. 